Awesome. Thanks again for coming on, John. I really appreciate you taking the time. For anyone who hasn't met you yet, tell me a little bit about you and TV. I'm John Harbuck. I'm president of Strike 10 Entertainment. Our offices are right here on the campus in Arlington, Texas, in the heart of what we call Bowling Mecca here. BPAA is is here, of course, in the USPC and the the Hall of Fame and Museum and the ITRC are all right here. So I'm right in the the thick of it. I've been in the business for, God, I hate to say it, 26 years. I've been in in the business, bowling business. Didn't come to the, came to the industry really as an outside the marketing guy. Was involved with some agencies handling some major uh, Fortune 100 companies, McDonald's, Ford Motor Company, and came, by the way, the industry by accident because I was involved in uh, with the Ford Motor Company with the sport of NASCAR. And uh, my first Bowl Expo was 1996, and we introduced the first official NASCAR Bowling League promotion to proprietors, uh, where we featured some of the merchandise products that we developed into a, a league promotion, rewarding league bowlers for participating in a multi-week league. So it was a frequency program that ended up being the launching pad for my career in the bowling business. And we parlayed that successful program into multiple programs that were high-profile, licensed, consumer promotion programs, all targeted to drive more bowlers into our member bowling centers. We launched, we partnered with high-profile entertainment brands like Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network. We were working with DreamWorks and the Shrek movie. Uh, We were bringing in children. We were bringing in adults. Because I've always had a philosophy that find what people are passionate about. And you can Mm -hmm. build a program around it, a promotion around it, and it'll influence them to come participate and or purchase the products that you're trying to promote. So that's a long-winded answer to a short question, but that's how I got into the bowling business. Yeah, so I guess by way of almost the mass marketing side, and then that was your, so the NASCAR was your first exposure to the bowling industry. And then what made you or led to you making the jump? to two feet in with the Strike 10 marketing. Yeah, about the time we, we were getting started with these opportunities, I, of course, came out here to Arlington to meet with the BPAA. And because I knew that because of the decentralized nature of this industry with a lot of independent mom and pop proprietors, yeah. uh, we wanted to get that, uh, that good housekeeping stamp of approval. So we went to the BPA to say, we want to partner with you guys. And then Coincidentally, around about that time, Strike 10 Entertainment was born. And okay. the folks here at the BPA kind of handed my, me and my agency off to Strike 10. And I started working hand in hand with Strike 10 from the beginning as an outside agency working with Strike 10 to okay. reach the 3,400 bowling center proprietors that make up the BPA's membership. I got started in a crazy way with Strike 10 at the very beginning. Yeah. And then as time evolved, now I'm running Strike 10 Entertainment, so right. crazy path to be where I am. Right, here you are. So tell me a little bit about, I guess, the relationship with Strike 10 and the BPA, because obviously they're very connected, but what, like, what's the official relationship, or how do, they, how do the two work together, I guess is the best question. Yeah, we really work with the USBC and the BPAA. We're called the marketing arm of the industry or really the marketing arm of the international bowling campus here yeah there are certain functions in the marketing side that the uspc handles themselves we're the casual bowling connection 
for the campus. Our brand okay. is GoBowling.com and our mm -hmm. website brand is GoBowling. So everything that we do starts funneling casual consumers into that funnel and that obviously goes into the bowling centers and then where we have programs that can take bowlers that want to go into more frequent play and we introduce them to league programs to take them up the ladder to be more frequent bowlers and be go from casual to avid bowlers and that kind of moves it over. Still the proprietor is obviously very involved with that. SPC comes into play there. So we handle really building three core areas that we focus on is driving traffic into our members' bowling centers. Secondly, we are really big on building top of mind awareness yes. you know, with things that we do with our Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade or our NASCAR race that we do, which is the Go Bowling at the Glen. Yeah, you guys also, do some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then we also do a thing with Fox and Friends every year on National Bowling Day, which right. is uh, we set up bowling lanes there on the set at Fox and Friends and uh, bring in pro bowlers and executives from the industry and just spend four hours on Saturday morning on August the 13th. Yeah, coming this up. This year, that really preached the gospel according to Go Bowling. And so that is where we're really driving consumers into the sport of bowling, and that benefits the USBC and the BPAA, and that's the role that we play here at the campus. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense then, just trying to make a bigger pie, so to speak, right? Absolutely. For both yeah. of them. That's yeah. great. Okay, so that takes us a little bit to today, where you have a new program. I saw your talk at the expo, and that was, and that was awesome, some of the stuff you were showing about the Macy's Day Parade and a couple of different programs you guys have, but tell, tell me a little bit about this new program. I've heard a little bit from your colleague, Jay, and a little bit at the expo, but for people who haven't, weren't there or haven't heard about it, Tell yeah. me a little bit about it. And I think you're referring to Bowling Center TV, right? I exactly. Think that's what, yep. Yeah. Very exciting opportunity. We we have, since I've been working with Strike 10 and before when I was working on the outside with them and the inside, we always wanted to harness the power of this decentralized large network of bowling centers that all do amazing jobs at communicating with their own communities and bringing their customers in. But we always, we found it challenging to get a group of a network of centers at scale to be able to deliver targeted consumer messages to the millions of consumers that come into our bowling centers. We're a formidable network. In doing so, we, we looked at putting kiosks in bowling centers and, and doing all these different opportunities. And largely, we, the lowest common denominator was to ship out POS kits, which was banners and posters and signage that we were asking those centers to put up in their bowling centers. And as today, as we move away from that type of delivery of consumer messaging, we wanted to pivot to digital delivery of consumer messaging. And so we were able to go out and meet with Cisco Technologies and their home office out in San Jose, California, mm -hmm. better known as Silicon Valley, and really pitch the bowling industry to one of the largest technology companies in the world, who I might add is responsible for doing the digital screening in just about every major sports arena in the country. Here in Dallas, they do the digital screening in AT&T where the Cowboys play. SoFi Stadium where the recent Super Bowl uh, was just played uh, is, a Cisco, is a Cisco house where all those amazing screens that you see. And so they, as we laid out bowling, 3,400 centers throughout the United States, we have a sizable uh, footprint in every major DMA in the country. We yeah. have significant foot traffic that goes into our bowling centers every day. 
And one of the one of the key benefits is that we have a large stick time in our bowling centers. An hour and a half to two hours is the average right. stay for a yeah. consumer. So if you think about digital out-of-home advertising, which is what the Bowling Center TV network is, digital out-of-home advertising and entertainment, we are going to be installing screening into a thousand bowling centers. And the great thing about this is through the partnership with Cisco and their financing partners is that this is going to cost our members zero dollars, okay? Oh, wow. And in yeah. fact, in addition to outfitting them with state-of-the-art commercial-grade Samsung screens, we're going to be delivering revenue to them for the advertising that we're able to sell nationally. Okay. So not only is there no cost, you're delivering enhanced customer experiences because these screens are amazing. And the content that we're going to be delivering is going to be short form content, short digestible sports highlights from the pro leagues. We're going to be, we're going to be putting, curating and delivering engaging and fun bowling content. We're in the bowling industry. Of course. So if we're going to have a network. We're going to show bowling content that's entertaining for avid bowlers as well as casual bowlers. And that mm -hmm. content's out there. You just got to curate it and deliver it. And then you'll have news and weather and all the normal things that you're accustomed to getting content that you're getting usually. Same type of networks are in movie theaters. When you go mm -hmm. into a theater before the movie runs, they hit you with some entertaining content. If you pull up to a gas station and pump gas, there's yeah. a monitor there on some of the right. things that you, that you look at for 45 seconds or two, two minutes while you're sure. pumping gas. Or if you're mm -hmm. at the gym working out, there's screens up above there. So those are all examples of the same type of network that we're going to deploy that they're already out there generating mm -hmm. billions of dollars of advertising revenue. And we bring a better solution to the advertising community than they did. So yeah. Cisco saw that. Those guys are smart guys. They mm -hmm. saw the value and they partnered with us to help us and be the technology drivers behind the Bowling Center TV network which is what we are very pleased to report that we're well on our way to our thousand center goal. We just cracked the 500 mark here and we're moving towards. Oh, awesome. So yeah. we're well on our way and this thing is moving. It's something we've been working on since December, 2019. And might add, we went through COVID through that and the investors and Cisco and all the technology partners stuck with us through that, mm -hmm. saw our industry go down and then come <clears> back up, roar back. And we're pleased to report that's the kind of partners that we want is partners like Cisco that, that believe in bowling, they're bullish on bowling, and they're willing to invest in helping us build this network. So that's the uh, another long-winded answer to your question. Yeah, no, that's really exciting. I think uh, it makes a lot of sense because I've seen stats that just shy of 70 million people bowl every year, which is a, a massive market. And, and just yep. in the U.S., yep. uh, almost one out of five people bowl every year. So that's huge. That's, that makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. And those are the metrics that really have potential partners like Cisco stand up and take notice. And that's what that's part of what got us there. So then what does that installation process look like? If someone is interested, you guys, you said you provide the equipment or how long does it take? Or what does that look like? How yeah. difficult is it to get the equipment? We're, we're going to oversee all of that for the proprietor. They simply just have to say they want to be in a network. Now there are some qualifiers. This is an advertising network. So therefore... The phase one deployment is going to be in our larger market, the top 60 DMAs. 
yep. we'll be looking at. And then also the center size comes into play there, but a significant number of our members fall in the qualifying category. So all they simply have to do is go to Bowling Center TV and bowlingcentertv.com and just okay. uh, fill in their information and say that they're interested. Jay, who you mentioned earlier, works with me. Jay will reach out and contact them. We will have a few questions. And then the next phase of this is going to be getting them to sign a non-binding agreement that says that they want to reserve their place in line and to be a part of the network. And then now we're moving into the phase of this where we're going to be actually having an installation agreement signed, which okay. says that they agree to have one of the Cisco techs come into their center. And a lot of centers are have similar layouts, but many are unique. And so there's not just one cookie cutter, a site map that we're yeah. install, but we're going to go in and That's look at the center, how the traffic flows in the center. Is there high traffic areas around their restaurant and bar area? Is there a arcade area that gets a lot of traffic? And then mm -hmm. the tech will then map out a kind of a site map of where the screens will be. The proprietor has veto rights on where they want their screens to be. Sure. Uh, then the, once that agreement is, uh, once that site map is agreed upon, then what they are then put in the in the queue for the actual installation. And that is coming in. Our center is certainly very used to having screens dropped from their ceilings. And it's not anything that's uncommon for a center. So it'll be scheduled at a non-disruptive time. We're not going to disrupt the, their business hours uh, coming in in maybe the morning hours or times where they're not yeah. disrupted. And then the installation will probably be on average about uh, 13 screens per center, depending okay. upon the size. Yeah, that's question. Six to eight lane beds will <laughs> have a pair of screens that are mounted from the ceiling down, going both directions, maybe down the concourse. We're not going to necessarily be taking up any of the real estate above the approach because that's already devoted to scoring and entertainment, their own scoring and entertainment. But we're flexible. We can do in-wall mounts. We can do around the front desk area and then around other high traffic areas. So it's really going to be each center will have input into how the installation takes place in their center. So yeah. very sensitive to that. <clears throat> okay. And now how many, are you in centers now or you're still building the list? Is it yeah, installed anymore? we're still yet? building the list. We haven't gone okay. into an installation phase yet. That's coming up in the latter part of the year, early part of 2023. Mm -hmm. We undoubtedly will have some supply issues and getting that number of screens, but we're pleased yeah. to hear that's easing up and the flow is going to be better. So we should be able to deploy the screens in probably late fourth quarter or early first and second quarter, 2023. So. Okay. Yeah. And because my next question was, you mentioned some of a revenue share opportunity for certain centers. What are you guys projecting that looks like, or how much can a center expect to recoup off of that? Yeah, we have a great question. We have a saying here at the campus, raindrops fill buckets. And with the programs that the BPAA brings to the table with a Pepsi partnership, with our music lights, the licensing opportunities, our Cisco food, Cisco SYSCM, those partnerships generate revenue based on the amount of sales that are able to do. We're going to be in that same a range of revenues. Mm -hmm. We're going to be a contributor to that. We have some projections, but it's probably a little early to start forecasting, but we think sure. we're going to be an amount of revenue that'll come in that'll make, that'll be meaningful that'll be meaningful for the average uh, proprietor. The thing is, is the advertising revenue, we're going to sell the advertising. The revenue sources is we'll be selling to nationally recognized advertisers that 
that are on the other networks as well. And each and the proprietors will share that revenue, as you said. But a, one, a cool thing is two aspects of the network that are really great at the local level is that the proprietor can go out and sell local advertising to a, lo- a local automotive dealership or mm-hmm. a local car repair or a local real estate agent that wants to reach in the bowlers in right. his center. And he can upload that content and schedule that to run during the day parts that that advertising is available. I see. They get an allocation of local time in every hour. They can schedule their advertising, local advertising, every hour throughout the day that they're open. And they keep all of that revenue, if I didn't say that already. And then they also get to promote through the network, their own incentive specials, food and beverage, events that may be coming up, their birthday party, or any types of things that they want to promote. They're able to, they have, we have time carved out for them to upload for that purpose as well. The, the revenue contributors are local advertising 100%, incentive promotion, which drives incremental revenue and sales. Yeah within the center, and then the national advertising, you get those all three together. Now you start getting into a significant lift in their revenue opportunities that will mm-hmm. definitely be meaningful for the proprietor from a right. standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, I'm sure you could cover a couple of bills. And so they get to sell their own blocks of advertising for whatever they sell it at. You're basically getting yeah. them. And we'll have them. guidelines. We'll have guidelines on what that suggests might yeah. be able to get in in, in, in Wisconsin versus the suburbs of Manhattan. Yeah, uh, there. It might be some different there, but a lot of these guys do some of that on their own. But uh, right. with this vehicle, they'll be able to, in this platform, they'll be able to really have a value add that their local local businesses has not had in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to help them along the way there because we want this to be a, a, a positive marketing tool and a mm-hmm. positive revenue generator for them at, the, at their local level. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I really like that idea. It's like a win-win s- scenario where they're getting the free equipment, they get some revenue, and then you guys obviously get your side as well. And then, then you promote the whole sport. So that seems like yep. a pretty good arrangement. Yep. Cool. So that's the BCTV. The next question I wanted to go through a little bit was, obviously you talked to a lot of centers today. You get a pulse on what they're doing, what's working. I just wanted to get a sense of maybe some of the things you're seeing bubble up across all the different centers you speak to on what is going on in their centers today, maybe some things that are working for them. Yeah, we do talk to quite a few. And I will say the majority, and I was just at a show in one of our state shows in Iowa. Of course, we do the local state shows and the regional shows where we get to really sit down with the proprietors. The majority of the proprietors' business is good. Yeah. Every the, the most of the proprietors that we hear, we're in the summer, which is traditionally it can be considered a downtime for our industry. It's moving mm-hmm. away from that. It's trended away from that somewhat. But I'm hearing that centers are having revenues in the summer that are exceeding their previous year. And a lot of them go back and compare to 2019, which was a pretty good year yeah. uh, because they, the 2021 was in some areas non-existent. Yep. But, and, and, and the common refrain that we hear is that the, the employment side, staffing side is a challenging. It was right. always a challenge to get mm-hmm. help. Current situation we've just emerged from it has exacerbated that to a great degree. So they're having to work, but I think some things are lifting in some areas of the country on that front. But I think the consumer, we're in a unique place in that consumers were blocked away from 
a lot of the things that they really enjoyed, but maybe they didn't realize they enjoyed it as much as they enjoyed yeah. it. Going out and having a nice dinner with your family. Yeah, you might have taken that for granted, but shoot, suddenly it was like you couldn't do that. Going out and bowling. I think historically, we have, as an industry, have fared well in in, in tough economic times because people could quit bowling to staying close to home. We're doing something fun with our family. We're connecting. We're having a great time, but we're not having to go out and spend a fortune at maybe an amusement park or something. Right. I think is a little more cost effective for their their entertainment dollars. We've historically done well, but I think people got reintroduced to bowling and uh, wanted to reconnect and wanted to get back out and just hang out with their buddies. And I think we're benefiting from that. And so I think this campus really, I think, did a great job as we emerged from the pandemic and getting a national advertising campaign launched. We launched mm -hmm. the Go Bowling America you know, league program, a frequency program that got people, reminded people to, to get back out, reunite and go bowling. And we gave our centers programming that they could use to bring them into a frequency program and reward them with their own bowling ball. So we have a Go right. Bowling America program now that's available on our website, which is stemarketing.com, called Bowl, Go Bowling America 2.0, which is an extension of the first one we launched, where we have three different programs. We have a I have a ball program that's great. We're working with all the manufacturers and, and distributors to deliver that program, where a bowling can get a, a beginner or an avid can get a bowling ball that meets their performance needs. We yeah. have a jersey program which is that uh, people love the, these bowling jerseys that are out there now from uh, yeah. Coolwick, Coolwick is who we're working with. And uh, we got some really cool designs and it's a lower price point, which means that the proprietor can put it into a short season league, eight weeks. Today's consumers, okay. today's consumers, particularly the casual consumers, if you try to mm -hmm. throw a 36 week league at a casual consumer. Yeah, forget about it. And we're going to go, hey man, I don't have, I didn't stay married yeah. for 36 weeks. <laughs> right. Following the league. Yeah. So these little shorter, short season opportunities are great for the proprietors. And then for mm -hmm. our duck pin and candle pin bowlers, we have smaller ball options for them as well. So we got an array of programs that they can download all the digital materials, mm -hmm. no cost, and all the, the marketing instructions and how to is all built into that kit. And so that's something that they can do themselves. Mm, so yeah. wind it all back around to what your original question was. I think these proprietors are enjoying a period of time here and we hopefully, I don't know how soon this economic situation is going to ease off. Inflation mm -hmm. and recession and things like yeah. that to linger, but the, the silver lining in that cloud is that we're positioned as an industry to, to mm -hmm. weather those storms and hopefully work through it and we'll continue developing and delivering programs that raise top of mind awareness mm -hmm. and then give them programming that they can use to do something with those bowlers and move them up the ladder. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely seems like there's somewhat of a raise in the cool factor when it comes to bowling, that it's back in style, maybe the retro, or it definitely seems to have a tailwind at this moment. Yeah. And our proprietors are there. They evolved. They evolved amazingly through the COVID yeah. you know, barriers between lanes, your sanitizer. We right, always whatever sanitize. it takes. I mean, the thing that, yeah. the battle that we had to fight was we got some bad rap early on when they started coming out after shared uh, equipment, balls, and, yeah. and uh, some smart aleck comedians thought they'd have some fun at our expense, but we quickly launched a PR campaign that showed what our centers are doing, got on some yeah. major 
national news outlets showing the steps mm -hmm. that are being taken. And then legislatively, the BPA did an amazing job at getting the attention of the leadership of yes. state level to get some Yeah, things. that's worth mentioning. Yeah, yeah they did, they did state level as well. So our, that just shows that how, how our centers can demonstrate it. It's independent business people. They're nimble. They'll flip on a dime and they'll, they'll repurpose. They will reinvent and come out. And through this period of time here, we're providing them the programming they need. They're delivering what today's consumer wants. Good food, food and beverage offerings, entertaining and fun attractions in their centers, whether they're mm -hmm. expanding their arcades or they're putting other types of things in there that today's consumer wants. Delivering programming that's their shorter form that they can they can participate in and not commit a half a year. Hey, these these long leagues are great. They're what there's a lot of centers that do a great job with those and in, the, in their mm -hmm. markets offer those, but they're great at evolving to what their needs of their consumers are. And right. we're glad mm -hmm. to provide the programming there that allows them to offer something mm -hmm. that that may be a, a shorter window league participant might be interested in. Yeah, I see that, especially for some of the more social or non-sanctioned leagues. They do really well with the shorter, even if it's a back-to-back -back eight, where there might be a break yeah. or you're only signing up for one, or sometimes uh, substitutes are good, or having that flexibility seems to go a long way today. Yeah, every other week. There's all kinds <clears> of different <throat> ways that these proprietors come out. And we, we don't really invent anything new. Just mm -hmm. like I said, we talk to our proprietor members. They're creative. They come up with it. Yeah. Sometimes we can take those programs that are effective and successful at the local level and put a national kind of national brand to it or national coat of paint on it and create professionally designed materials that they can use and, 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 and arm them with that, those materials and makes them even more effective with a program at their local level. Yeah, absolutely. I want to transition a little bit to the future part of what we're talking about. Before we get into where you see the industry going, I wanted to ask, because I've heard different takes on this. As far as you mentioned about a potential pullback from a recession or inflation demands, what do you see bowling as far as you know going through that? Because I've heard people say that it's a lower cost entertainment form. It does well through periods of recession. I've also heard the other way that entertainment's one of the first things to go. What's your take on going through something like that? Yeah, I got a lot of things in this office. As you can see, I don't have a crystal ball. But I think we, I mentioned top of mind awareness earlier. We're going to continue to invest in reminding people to go bowling. The name mm -hmm. Go Bowling is our brand. We see it as a call to action. We see it as a reminder. And mm -hmm. everything we do, whether it is, as you said, our Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, our NASCAR mm -hmm. race, yeah. or our partnership with Fox and Friends. Super Bowl commercial. All of the things. You know what? Mm -hmm. We don't care. We don't care what it is. If it's bowling and it's on national TV, for anytime we get the opportunity to promote our sport or see a partner promoting it, as we bring sponsor partners in, for example, it's one thing I may have left off earlier is that we also are responsible for activating the sponsorship partners that come into the sport and want to invest in our sport. Okay. Boston Beer mm -hmm. is our official beer partner. A great company. Yeah, they sponsor. really leaned in and, and have mobilized with our national network of reps to go into our member centers and really talk to them about their business and how they can work. We have a Boston Beer Ball League, a program that's available at stemarketing.com that people can get involved in that has a bowling ball designed with each mm. of their brands. Yeah. Uh, and then our other sp sponsor partners, Pepsi, huge. Oh, uh, yeah. Any, any advertising or graphics or anything that we develop around those partnerships have to be bowling centric. We want bowling to be associated 
with their brands. They have very high profile brands. And so whether it's point of sale or anything that they're doing, we want it to have a bowling component to it that's very conspicuous and visible to the consumer. Those types of partnerships are what we see as an important way to go forward and generate more revenue for the industry so we can lean in heavier and do more national programming, more national campaigns that that cut through the clutter out there and remind people to go bowling. So looking in the future, if, if economic times are tough, we just have to double down with our efforts. And <clears throat> one of the things that Bowling Center TV is going to allow us to do is to bring in more partners because now we've harnessed the power of this great network of centers that have been able to deliver accountable, reliable, consistent messaging to the millions of consumers that come into our bowling centers. So mm-hmm. with that, they we have the metrics to show that we're doing that. Okay. Yeah. And so that's gonna that's gonna make us more an attractive partner for major mm-hmm. sponsor partners. And that's going to generate more sponsorship dollars for us, more revenue going into our member centers, and more opportunities for us to promote bowling on a broader platform on a national level. And as I look to the future and we start to be able to really launch this new network, I think the the times are looking good ahead for us. And Mm -hmm. we're just going to double down our efforts to get through these times and look for better times ahead. Yeah, so it sounds no matter what happens, you guys are just going to keep moving forward and spreading, like you said, the gospel of go bowling. <laughs> I like that. And I like what you said about the uh, the BCTV network, that it does open up probably the door to a lot of additional sponsorship opportunities. Whereas without that, it's more of a trust us, this is a good demographic to go after. Whereas now you have some data to back it up. You can show a little more about the power that that market really has, how large it is. Yeah, look, the potential is endless. Opportunities to to grow our youth bowling initiatives as the centers are having high school tournaments and other events in their center. The network will allow them to upload content showing all the great the great yeah. tournaments or competitions. They can upload fun, social, engaging content onto the network. When you go mm-hmm. to a, when you go to a ball game, you're sitting back between the innings and you look up and they show pictures of all the fans having a good time. That's engaging. That's fun. That's entertaining. And mm-hmm. our network is set up with the Cisco technology that, that's going to be driving this. This uh, network is going to, we're going to be able to take it down to that level where they can upload their own social content mm-hmm. from uh, user generated content is what they yeah. call it. UGC mm-hmm. that can be uploaded where people are bowling and looking up at themselves and yeah, couple that. that with the other types of content we're going to be delivering, gamification, mm-hmm. people like to engage with the second screen. They're looking at this mm-hmm. screen, driving them to that screen. Maybe we have a QR code up on the screen. They can enter a sweepstakes. That data is captured. We share that data back with the proprietor. They can then mm-hmm. go out marketing to that casual consumer that they may not have been really able to engage with. If they yeah. didn't stop and give them their email address, now we're able to deliver a QR code, capture that image for a family night of bowling or whatever prize mm-hmm. that they wanted uploaded and sponsor, and then they get to share that data and they can market to them. So right. this PCTV network is going to just, it's the tip of the iceberg on what we're going to be able to do and to help grow our sport. That's what's mm-hmm. exciting about it. Yeah. Yeah. I know so many doors that it seems to be opening. Yeah. All right. We're coming up close to our time here. The last one I wanted to ask you is where you see the industry going in the next three years or so, maybe plus or minus a, a year or two. Where do you see things headed for the industry? Yeah, I mean, we keep going back to it, but look, I'm bullish on where we're going as an industry. We have we have 
things going on in our industry as technology evolves and the new ability to connect the centers together, not just us, but other companies that are bringing some very exciting things from the scoring standpoint mm. and other marketing opportunities there. Go back to what I said earlier, our centers, our members, they're independent business people that are going to evolve with the times. Mm. I think our sport is a tried and true. No one ever says that they had a bad time bowling. Yeah, and I'll go out and I'll, I'll try to play around the golf, and sometimes I'll have a blast, and sometimes it will just suck. Tennis, go out and try to hit a tennis ball around. If your partner can't get it back to you, it's the most frustrating. But our sport is one that, you know, hey, they deliver the ball right back to you, and unless it's throwing gutter balls or throwing strikes, are still having a great time. So yeah. I'm very bullish on the future of our sport. Like I said earlier, we're going to keep developing programming and things that are going to remind people to go bowling. Our proprietors are going to be to get better and better at what they're doing to take that traffic that's coming into their centers, get them to participate more. And I see getting that casual bowler, and that's what I had a proprietor at the Iowa show just tell me, casual bowlers that we just saw once a year, maybe twice, we're seeing four and six times. Yeah. Right. Years, if we can just get that casual bowler to come back four times, six times a year, you know, that'll solve a lot of our problems. And that's one oh, thing yeah. that we're experiencing now is that they've been pent up and now they're coming back. They realize how much fun it was. And we've reintroduced America to bowling and uh, they're going to come back more often. And I think uh, that's going to help bode well for the future as they get more involved with our sport. And uh, like I said, I'm just very bullish on the future for our sport. You yeah, know, I, I like that. I like uh, thinking about the frequency, like you said, someone who comes in a couple once or twice a year. If you think about it as like a bell curve, right? You get most of your people maybe come in five times a year or something like that, whatever the number is. If you can just get them to shift that over a couple of visits, that's a pretty massive shift in business. Huge. Massive. It, because that's probably the biggest section of it is the those people who come in a few times a year. That's probably the biggest number of people. All you got to do is get them to shift to the right a few notches and you just saw a massive increase. Yep, yep. And then you mentioned social. I meant to throw this in there. We're, we're leaning in on the social digital side. We have uh, one of the tools and resources that we have that's no cost is the social media content bank, okay? Mm -hmm. Social media content bank is a, a bank of all types of social media images, videos, photographs. We do, we stage photo shoots at uh, bowling centers around the country where we're taking league images or casual bowling images or young professionals, kids' birthday parties. And we shoot the photography professional. We, we upload it onto the content bank. So centers can access that, download that and use those images for their mm -hmm. marketing purposes and yeah. utilize that social media, that social digital channels that they engage and communicate with their consumers to have a more professional, polished look. Our centers, independent centers, some of them may not can afford to or want to bring in a photographer to shoot. Right. We're doing it for them. And we're staging yeah. it in a way that they can use those resources to utilize their social digital channels to promote mm -hmm. their sport. And that's one other kind of peek into the future that we're going to be doing more and more and a better job of getting more resources into the hands of our centers so they can market better to their consumers and yep. speak to them and communicate to them through a medium that they're engaging with every day. And that's right. where they are yeah. focused on. Exactly. Now, the that content bank, is that primarily photos or have you started doing any video? Maybe you mentioned that. Yeah, we have short form videos. 
Okay. We have commercials. We have 15 second spots, 30 second spots, fun, just engaging animated gifts. All the holidays we have covered. Yeah. Three day weekends are big for our business. If the kids aren't in school on a Monday, hey, right. that's a it's a great opportunity. So yeah, those time. types of holidays are built in there. We have mm -hmm. a monthly social digital newsletter that goes out to our members that uh, reminds them of what content is available mm -hmm. and gives them some social digital marketing tips on what they can do and how they can utilize that medium and that platform to better their business. We've really leaned in on that, that area of marketing. And uh, we're helping our centers along in that area and uh, proud of what we've done. We're going to get better at it, but I just uploaded about several hundred photographs from a, a photo shoot that we did in, in June and they're available on the social media content bank that can be accessed through our website, which is stemarketing.com. Okay. Yeah. So they log in using like a BPAA login or you guys have. Well, stemarketing.com is our right. Website. Right, And then with that, they can access the social media content bank. They register for that, no cost. Okay. They they access, register. And yeah. then okay. that opens up the treasure trove, photos, videos, yeah. pre-designed posts, all types of things that are customizable for their use and their just day-to-day -day social media marketing. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's nice because we come from marketing. I do marketing, bowling alley marketing. And that is one of the challenges we find is people having good content. It's It, it can be tough, especially if you don't have the skill yourself to do it. And then you got to hire a photographer uh, ultimately. Yeah, and we're able to take, we're able to take, invest in that, knowing that we're making it available to our 3,400 members out there. And it eliminates the need for them to hire a graphic designer. Eliminates yep. the need for them to hire a photographer to a degree. Right. They may want to customize some things and do some things on their own, but they're not starting yeah. on ground zero. Right. And that's what we'll continue to do is keep making deposits in the bank from our end. Our members can do the withdrawals from their yeah. end. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great supporting thing. If you don't have the picture or image that you need, then that's the place to go and just grab it. Yep. Yep. All right. Last question I have for you, John, I like to ask everybody, what would be your number one piece of advice to a proprietor, maybe someone who's just starting out or someone who, you know, is trying to look for some direction, maybe other than BCTV, what would be your top piece of advice for proprietor? Service is so vital. Have a relationship with your customers, get to know your customers. And they become family. And that's the great thing about our industry is we're, yeah. we're really a, we're a hub of the community. And most of our providers, they get this, they do it. They know their, they know their customers, but get to know your customers, invite them back. A lot mm -hmm. of times somebody will come in the bowl, go to the front desk, get their shoes, go down their bowl, and then walk out the mm -hmm. door and no one says, hey, come back. Right. Yeah. So, uh, people like to be a part of that club and many of yeah. our providers are great at doing it. But I would just say a relationship with your customers is vital. Deliver good customer service and those customers will stay and come back and evangelize your center out to their friends because they had such a great experience. It's all about experience. Mm -hmm. Give them a good experience. Treat them with respect and show them you love them. They'll come back. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that word of mouth is really helps huge places take off. Yeah. Yep. It's a factor. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks again for coming on, John. If people want to connect with you or learn more about some of the programs you have, what's the best way to get in touch? Well, you can go to our website, which is DE, stands for Strike 10 Entertainment Marketing, stemarketing.com. Our consumer-facing website is gobowling.com. If you're not a member of Strike 10, I would encourage you to go to stemarketing.com and sign up. It's free. There's oh, no yeah. cost. There's no qualifications. There's no requirements. If you're a BPA member, 
you can become a member of Strike to Entertainment. We have about 2,000 members that, that really that agreement just says that they will use their best efforts to implement the marketing promotions and programs that, that we deliver, you know, yeah. most at no cost. And that's how they can get in touch with them. My email address is john at stemarketing.com. Don't hesitate to shoot me a note, say hello. If we can help you, we'd be glad to. And that's how you can get in touch with me. Awesome. Very generous of you. Thank Yeah, thank you so much, John. I really appreciate it. I'm sure we'll uh, cross paths again, but I appreciate the time. Great. Well, Forrest, thank you for having us. Yeah. Thanks, John. Okay, take care.